1: Restrictions apply. Prime membership
2: required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details. When you have a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. This past weekend for Mother's Day, I'm treating my wife while grilling. I'm treating myself with a Miller Lite. Miller Lite, it just tastes right. Whether it's barbecue season or just celebrating a regular day with burgers and dogs, with a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces.
0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports
2: Radio. Ten minutes ago, Seaton says, it just dawned on me how much money Tony Romo is going to make broadcasting football games this year. And I said, oh, all right. And then he goes, $17 million a year. He signed a 10-year deal. How many players does Tony Romo, how many, He his salary is bigger than how many players in the NFL at $17 million a year. Yes. He,
4: well, just that contract alone is more than he ever made in the NFL.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, holy moly. So
2: yeah, Tony Romo, this is the big rollout here. And uh, what's, what is it? $170 million, Paul?
4: Yeah.
5: And uh, yeah, $180 million over 10 years. <laughs> Tony Romo only made 127 and 14 seasons as a Cowboys quarterback. Uh, creepers, creepers, wowzers.
2: What I want to know is, who's the next analyst who gets that kind of money? Because if you're Chris Collinsworth, you're far more – he's the most decorated analyst uh, probably in history, and I wonder if he can go in and say, I think I need to be bumped up a little bit. Or Troy Aikman goes
4: in and says, uh,
2: hey – I think I deserve a little bit more here.
4: Yes, but I don't know if you're a guy who's been doing this for a little while that you could be like, oh, by the way, now I want 15 more million dollars a year. Yeah. It, it's like this is what's going to get Peyton Manning to come out of the. But Peyton Manning could have gotten this kind of money. Yeah, but now we can get even more of that
2: kind of money. Yeah, I don't know if Peyton Manning wants to do this. I think we want Peyton Manning to do it. I don't think Peyton wants to do
4: it. So if some network is like, all right, Peyton, we'll give you 10 years, $20 million, All right, excuse me, 10 years, $200 million, $20 million a year to work uh, 20 weeks a year, if that.
2: Yeah, but I think that he wants to be there for his kids. And I think once they get to a certain age, then he might entertain this. I think we want to see that because we think that Peyton Manning would be, I think Peyton Manning would be even better than Tony Romo. Now, Tony provided almost that voice of enthusiasm, like it's excitement, like he's watching the game with you. And, you know, John Madden did this. John Madden was the first to really give you that sound effects. And he was excited and and it, it just felt like he was bringing you closer to the game. Collinsworth is so good because his ability to tell you something that is going to happen or something that just happened. And he breaks it down as if he's seen that play five times. And Tony had that excitement of, Hey, this play is coming. And I don't know what his prediction success rate was, but it felt like that first year we were enamored with everything that he was doing and how he was doing it. The under Undersold part of this was Jim Nance's ability to kind of gather whatever Tony Romo did and then he would be able to bring it back and give you his play-by-play in real time because that's hard to do. Being the straight guy in a situation like that, it's really difficult to do. Uh, And, you know, Dick Vitale, when Dickie V was doing all these marquee games, and then you'd have a play-by-play voice that sort of had to bring it all back. By the way, Dickie V will join us coming up uh, next hour. John Calipari, the Kentucky head coach, will join us. Uh, The ACC, uh, all the coaches voted unanimously that they want to have everybody in the uh, NCAA tournament. Everybody goes into the pool. Three hundred and what, sixty three schools get to uh, to make March Madness. Now, do you start March Madness in February just to get it all in? I I don't know how that works because March Madness usually ends in April as well. So you might be taking up the end of February through March and then early April. But uh, we'll talk to Coach Cowell about that coming up in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Last night, it was uh, the Raptors over the Celtics in double overtime. Clippers go up 3-1 on the Nuggets. Lakers, Rockets, that's tonight at 7. And then you have the Texans and Chiefs. So they're, they're, they're flexing into an earlier time slot for the Lakers and the Rockets. Being in the bubble, you can do this. If this was in Los Angeles, I wonder if they would be, if this was being played at Staples, if they would do it or be able to do it. But uh, starts at 7 tonight, and Texans and then the Chiefs. And it's hard to believe the season's kicking off. You know, we didn't have any preseason here, but the NFL had more time than anybody to observe all the leagues, what they did right, what they did wrong, and – here we are with football tonight, the Chiefs against the Texans. And for the first time in a long time, the Patriots are not looming large over the AFC. I don't have them making the playoffs. Tom Brady's gone to so Kansas City. Could be the new dynasty. But I, I started to wonder about this, you know, that we looked at the Super Bowl, and we know they were down 10 with, uh, what, seven minutes to go. Yeah, they were trailing in all of their games in the postseason. They were down 24 to nothing to the Texans. And the one play that should stand out in Chiefs history as one of the most underrated plays in the NFL in NFL history, and I'm not overselling this. Daniel Sorensen stopping the fake punt by the Texans when the Texans were up twenty-four to nothing, and uh, then I think twenty-four-seven he stops them, and it's eight minutes to go in the second quarter, and he stops them with a fake punt. And then all of a sudden, they score, and it changed the momentum. So you have that where you're down. They were down 24 to nothing in that game, rallied to win. Look at the Super Bowl. They were in trouble in the Super Bowl. Six minutes to go, you're down 10, and Patrick Mahomes was not playing well at all. And you look back on the Patriots dynasty. How many times did they win or lose in dramatic fashion? David Tyree, uh, Mario Manningham with his catch down the sidelines. And then you had Vinatieri with a couple of field goals to win. Uh, Malcolm Butler with the interception. Like, when we talk about dynasties, like, it's not dominating. They're just winning. They're surviving. You know, the Patriots could easily have two less Super Bowls or two more Super Bowls. And now we're looking at Kansas City and say, wow, they're a dynasty. They barely survived. And they should have lost the Super Bowl. Because San Francisco forgot that Tyreek Hill was the fastest player on the field. And that was, that was another one of those plays. That play and Sorensen's play against the Texans, those are the two that stand out. And, you, and Mahomes stayed in there knowing he was going to get hit right in the mouth by by Bosa. And he hung in there as long as he could. I think it was a third and 13. So we talk about these dynasties, and the Chiefs, I don't know if they're a dynasty. They could have easily gotten knocked out a couple of times in the postseason, before they got to the Super Bowl. They did have a good offseason because they were able to... Uh, Give the contract extension to Mahomes. I love that they brought in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU. And you start to look. They know that their competition is going to be Baltimore. Maybe another team emerges. But they had a lot of things go right for them last year. I don't know if anybody is thinking or was thinking Dynasty last year. But we could be talking about this today where the – Super Bowl champion 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo would open up the season tonight, had they won. And we, we would be looking at the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo completely different. And then would we be looking at maybe uh, Kansas City still being a dynasty? If San Francisco gives Raheem Mostert the ball on second down and five, they run the clock. The clock was your friend there. And the Chiefs weren't stopping Mostert. So it was like small things. If Chris Jones doesn't get his hand up and knock the pass down, San Francisco wins. Is, Is Mahomes the face of the sport if he doesn't win and doesn't look good and get a half a billion dollars? So before we go all in on Kansas City and go, they got it all figured out, future's great, it appears that way. You got a great tight end, a couple of dangerous wide receivers. You got a electric rookie running back there. You got Andy Reid. Still got a good offensive line. Defense is, is good. Uh, you know, good enough. Uh, so, before we want to, I think put that rubber stamp and go. There's your next dynasty. Maybe it is, but understand that these dynasties, it's very fragile. As far as, if you don't have the tuck rule, if they don't impose that bogus tuck rule with Brady against the Raiders and Charles Woodson, then Vinatieri doesn't kick the field goal to send them to a Super Bowl. Vinatieri winning a couple of Super Bowls. What if he misses? Misses one of the two. So when you look back and you go, gosh... That, they, they were a dynasty. You know, in our modern definition of a dynasty, they are. But they barely won games, barely lost games. And Kansas City could have easily flamed out early in the postseason. But, you know, with that, we have Kansas City against the Texans. If you're Bill O'Brien, head coach of the Texans, do you show the game footage from last year's meeting with the Chiefs? Do you start the tape at 24 nothing or or do you stop at 24 to nothing? Yeah, cuz that's where you go in and you'd go, "Oh, we got to watch game film from um, last year. Oh, do we have to?" Because I don't want you walking out with your, you know, this glazed over look like, "Oh my god, what just happened?" Because it'll if it if it's not already inside you. I mean, that is painful. And then I go back to the Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons. If the Falcons run the ball three times, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And they threw the ball. And then Matt Ryan gets sacked. And then all of a sudden, everybody said the same thing. Patriots going to win another Super Bowl. And you know what? The Falcons knew the Patriots were going to win another Super Bowl. They had time, and they had Tom. But that's how close it is to, you could win, you could lose. And I think we think dynasties is, you beat everybody by two touchdowns. And then it's not. I mean, there are teams that have gone through history. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys... You know, they had the uh, the game against Buffalo, or no. They blew them out, too. I don't know if the Cowboys, with their three, three-year run, were those Super Bowls close at all? Because they probably weren't. Green Bay Packers, when they won their first two Super Bowls, those games weren't close. But I think Dallas roughed up just about everybody, if I'm uh, not mistaken there. Is that right, McLevin?
1: I believe so. What's the... F- First one might have been a little close. I can't even remember. Remember, there was a one. Oh, uh, God, I don't know. Okay, but the Broncos, yeah, they uh, they were fodder.
2: Yes, they were. Yes, bowling.
5: I'm watching back the clips from the Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs last year, and Houston's up 24-0 in the second quarter, and the the defensive backs on the Houston sidelines are dancing around or waving towels or laughing at each other and having mm-hmm. fun, and. It's like they don't know what's coming, but we do when you're no. watching a the replay. There's this big truck about to be unleashed, and it's going to roll downhill on you. I bet they're sitting there dancing around.
2: But nothing worse than the Falcons sidelines oh. when they're up 28 to 3 and the mics are on. NFL Films is picking up the audio, the ambient sound, and that came back to haunt you. Yes, he
4: I love, I forget who it is, but the. Uh... Muhammad Sanu was like, Oh man, we're good. We got it. And the guy next to him going, nah, man, that's Tom Brady. <laughs> I know. He's like, shh, don't say that. Don't say that. That's Tom Brady. He's like, no, nah, nah, we're good. We're good. No, nah, Hey dude, shh, don't say that. <laughs> that was the only voice of reason on the
2: sidelines. Cause you're up 28 to three and you're like, we're going to win the Super Bowl." Yeah. McLovin,
1: we're having a side argument here. Uh, there's no way the Texans were coming out of that game with a win or even a cover. I thought like, even though it was twenty four nothing, the Niners obviously could have won, definitely could have won. But did it feel like no matter what happened, the Chiefs were winning that Texans game? I don't know why. Maybe that's Monday morning quarterback.
2: Well, it was twenty four to nothing. I I and you have Deshaun Watson. Like I have to be respectful to that team. I'm not big on Bill O'Brien as their coach, but they were up twenty four to nothing. You knew Kansas City would come back because they had some firepower. I didn't know if the Chiefs' defense could step up because that was the big difference. To me, I expected the Chiefs' offense to be great. I just didn't know if the tight or the uh, the Texans' defense was going to be formidable. Like, were they going to be able to play defense? And were they going to score more points here? Because the Chiefs had to step up, and the Chiefs' defense stepping up when they needed to, that was the difference here. I expected Mahomes to put up points. Yeah, McLovin.
1: Is there any chance the Texans have a bit of a, a revenge game tonight? Like, it's know, a little
2: late for revenge.
1: But nobody's talking. You know, nobody's talking about the Texans as even competing tonight. Is there any way, even after losing Hopkins and like they shock the world? Because you know how these opening night games are. They're they're a little wonky.
2: Well, they can win now, but to win a game in September is not a revenge match. But if you win in January, that's a revenge match when it really means something. This is just the season opener. And and they're they're probably going to look sluggish. You know, I don't know if it's the offenses that don't look great uh, to start out with because there's no preseason there. But I'm going to guess we have some uh, raggedy football coming up this weekend. Yeah, Paul.
5: You, you brought up uh, the 49ers. They had the ball on first and ten. Up 20 to 10 against the Chiefs. They give the ball to Mostert to get six yards. Uh, incompletion.
2: Yeah. And then incompletion. Yeah. Oh, man. The clock is your <laughs> friend. And Mostert was great. And it just felt like you, this is what their success is predicated on running the football. And you, if you have to have Jimmy Garoppolo throw a pass, okay. But at least he he benefits from, you know, third and four, second and five. But in that situation, I I don't want to throw the football.
5: It it actually happened twice. It happened with 10 minutes left in the game. They're up 10. Mostert runs for six yards on first down. Then they're up 20 to 17 with six minutes to go in the game. Mostert runs for five yards on first down. Incomplete pass. Incomplete
2: pass punt. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. So you look at these moments and go back to that fake punt because if they, don't, if they don't punt, I mean, you know, you put Kansas... The momentum shift was so strange. It was tangible on the field. When you're watching, you're going, why did they just have a fake punt? It was one of those where everything was going right. And, and they had another opportunity where they could have gone up 28 to nothing, but they, they kicked a field goal instead. Oh, It's like what's the uh, the uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis the body switch uh, movie? The two teams switched. Yeah. What is that movie? Freaky Friday. I act like I didn't know. Freaky Friday is that what it is? There. Yes. Yeah. I know. I think I answered too quickly.
1: Are you confused? No. Is it The Parent Trap or Freaky Friday? Because there's two. No, I think you're right. Freaky
4: Friday. I just love that Hollywood keeps going back to the. I got an idea for a movie. Yeah, Uh, they're gonna switch bodies. Yeah, right. Someone called Judge Reinhold. Follow me. Follow me on this, okay? Yeah. There's two people, and then somehow they switch bodies. Right? You with me? Yeah, I love it. Or thirteen going on
2: thirty, which I do love. Who's in that? Uh, Jennifer Garner.
3: Oh,
1: Mark Ruffalo in that. Yeah,
2: Mark Ruffalo is uh, plays her boyfriend. You want to do a whole segment on
1: rom-coms after '90s rock yesterday? Yeah, Yes, yesterday.
3: And they had the change-up right with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman, where they they were in each other's different in each other's bodies. That was a 2011 movie hmm. called "The Change-Up." Yeah,
2: I don't, I don't remember that. But uh, yeah, Freaky Friday—that's kind of what happened with the the Chiefs and the uh, Texans. Yes, McLovin.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a, remember uh, there was. Did you go all of the body switch? Kirk Cameron, Judge Reinhold, Fred Savage—they've mm, no. done it at least forty. Yeah, <laughs> I, see, you didn't watch movies in nineteen
4: ninety four. That was—I was getting busy. That's These two all guys walk into a funhouse on the Coney Island boardwalk. Okay, follow me on this, right? <laughs> and they look into a mirror, and then all of a sudden—well, you had Tom Hanks in Big, where you know he became
2: a younger version or uh, something like that. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. I loved Big. I thought Big was a, a brilliant movie with, the, you know, just the tone of it. And, and Tom Hanks playing a, uh, a, a little guy, a little boy. Yes, McLevin.
1: I saw on a podcast the other day that Robert De Niro desperately wanted that role in Big. Or maybe we talked about it here. Maybe I heard from one of you guys. Can you imagine him in that movie?
2: Playing the role of Tom
1: Hanks? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Robert De
5: Niro, um, how he ended up doing like Analyze This is because he wanted to do a comedy. He wanted to break out from the tough guy mafia roles, and he lobbied to be in the movie Big, and they said no, and they gave it to Tom Hanks. And then after that, De Niro was still pushing to be in a comedy, and he either did Analyze This or Meet the Fockers or something, but he he wanted Big.
1: Midnight Run.
2: Midnight Run. Midnight Run, that's it. Midnight Run, he was great. That's a great buddy movie, great. But yeah, I thought he deserved an Academy Award nomination for uh, uh, Meet the Fockers.
4: He was great in that.
2: He was. His his comedic timing was spectacular, but we don't honor you know comedy the way we should, and it's the toughest thing to do. By the way, nobody is talking about this today. I don't think so. (laughs) We are setting. The
4: table for other shows. Fresh off of uh, 90s pop rock. Oh, I yesterday, know. <laughs> we're leading the show with Body Switch movies.
2: And then football's pe- back. People who reached out yesterday after the show, all they did is send. Like, you know, one of their favorite
4: bands of the 90s. That's all they would text me. Would, I, I have a good this day in uh, 90s music history, by the way.
2: I got to take a break here. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at com or stream us live every day on the iHeart Radio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality. It's You can't debate it. I would try it. No, least. you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making, the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling, only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great. It, it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
6: I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Dick Vitale has a new book. It's called The Lost Season, a look at what the journey to the 2020 national title game could have been all about. It's available online where books are sold. All proceeds from the sale of Lost Season will be donated to the V Foundation for pediatric cancer research. We make way for the Hall of Famer, Dickie V. How are you, Dick?
8: Well, it's great being out with you, Dan. i got a little problem with Zoom, but at least we're talking, buddy. Uh, hey, Dad, uh, you were Mr. Zanesville. I talked to a buddy of mine, Larry Wade, and Larry Wade says, Oh, my God, I know, Dad. My, he said, My wife is related to him, Susan Wade. They said you were a hero in Zanesville.
2: <laughs> well, they still talk about my jumper in Zanesville, Ohio, Dick. But uh, yeah. you know, that's that's uh that's normal around there's a lot of cities yep. around the country that Dayton they still talk about that as well.
8: Let me tell you this about Dayton. You mentioned my book, The Lost Season. I have a lot of stuff in there about Dayton, obviously, because could it be, should have been, that they played, you know, Kentucky's Carolinas, we'll hear about them often, but a team like Dayton was so special last year, and I felt so bad for those kids. And the people can get my book, Dan. I want to just clarify one thing. If they go to com, they can get autographed copies. Oh, nice. And every dollar that I would make from the book is going for kids battling cancer. We just had our gala we just started virtually and we raised 7.4 million dollars to now give us thirty-seven million since we started the gala and it was it's been great i'd love to get you out here one time my friend you'd have a great great time with a bunch of beautiful people it's just really been terrific and let me tell you this I miss you big time at ESPN because you are one of the special greats at
2: ESPN,
8: especially when I was there at that time. Uh, you were always so good to be with and good to talk
2: with and to join you. You know what? The first time I met Dickie V, and he was this was during March Madness, and he was on the set, I think Siena had just upset Stanford with Todd Lichty. Does that sound right, Dick? That sounds right to me, yeah. Huh? Todd Licky was a heck of a player. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great story. And I remember all of a sudden Sienna upset Stanford and Dickie V is yelling to Howie, Howie, get me something on Sienna. Get me something on Sienna right now. And, you know, Howie Schwab, you know, the great Howie's running stats up there. And all of a sudden I'm going, yeah, welcome to ESPN. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Uh, but, well, we had so much fun during those days, but we still do.
8: You know, you're doing great at what you are doing, it. And I just really... Uh, uh, I'm just excited to be back, man, in terms of, you know, I'm 81 years old now, Dan. I act about 12. I just got off the tennis court, played singles, and I won <laughs> 7 5, man. You know, bring on, bring on Jokovic. I don't throw, I don't hit balls at line judges because I have no line judges when I play. But, but the bottom line is I'd like to be active and keep active, and the, and the book is keeping me active. Now, you mentioned Howie. Howie did all the research in the book, and I did it with Dick Weiss, and it's something I really love. But, okay. uh, Hey, I'm telling you, my friend, we need – the NBA action's been off the charts. That seventh game between Toronto and Boston is going to be unbelievable.
2: Let me ask you about the the reason why you did the book, because I wondered – I was hoping that the NCAA, the selection committee, would actually put out a bracket of what could have been, and then people said, oh, that's cruel and unusual punishment to the players. I said, no, not playing is cruel and unusual punishment – I think just the hypothetical of what could have been, what the matchups would have been, would have been fun to see. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I
8: think you make a great point there, uh, and that's what we do in the book. In my last chapter, the fantasy chapter, we do a whole thing. We play out the games, we predict who's score, who's going to win, and we come down to a, an actual final four, an actual winner, the whole bit, and. and you know, it's just it's just fun. It's just one person's opinion. It's certainly uh very subjective, but I think people like doing that. People enjoy that. Question I have right now, I'm really concerned, you know, are we gonna have basketball? I, I, I gotta believe we're gonna have it. I, I think the, the optimism's great about it and I'm hoping and praying we have it, but you know, we gotta have a March Madness. We have to we can't go two years in a row without it. I don't know if we'll have any fans in here, but uh who knows? But what, well, I know one thing, Dan. It's great to be living here in the Tampa area, <laughs> but I'm really so. You know, I'm really ticked off, though. Here's the time. I have season tickets now for the Bucks for years. I had season tickets for the Rays for years. I go, I, I'm great friends with the Lightning coach, John Cooper. What a time. The Lightning to win the Stanley Cup. I want to tell you right now. I don't know nothing about hockey. I know one thing. Well, you play with pride and you play with passion. And right, I gave a talk. I told John Cooper when I spoke to him before the playoffs all started. I said, you're going to beat Tony Bennett. You're going to beat Tony Bennett. You're going to do what they did in Virginia. Virginia gets beat in the first round. Remember, they get beat by a 16 seed, UMBC. And they go on. They, they don't whine about it, cry about it. Tony handles it classy. They come back the next year and win the national title. Well, last year people follow them. the lightning were terrific they had a great regular season but they get beat four straight by columbus they get bounced out of the out of the nhl playoffs this year they were the finals right now with the islanders i'm telling you mr patrick <laughs> i
2: don't know hockey but i'm telling you they are going to win and john cooper is going to be the tony bennett of hockey okay if you can if i said you have the power to pick a tampa team to win a title this year the rays lightning or buccaneers
8: what I picked to win? Well, right now I'm going lightning. I'm going lightning, even though I think I made the raise. The Yankees with a $200 million payroll may not even make the playoffs, possibly. And here's the raise. And I said it before the season. I said, this team won 96 games last year, and they got better. They got better talent now than they had then. And right now, they're four up on Toronto, not the Yankees, four up on Toronto, six up on the Yankees with about 17 to play. And this team is legit, man. We got some good hurlers up on top, great relief pitchers, defense is tough, and I'll tell you, Cash does a great job. And the payroll, I mean, God, we could even pay Dan Patrick. Are you kidding me? Our payroll? Oh, Wow.
2: He's uh, Dick Vitale, the Hall of Famer. The lost season, a look at what the journey to the 2020 National Championship could have been. It's available online where books are sold. All proceeds from the sale of the lost season donated to the V Foundation for pediatric cancer research. The ACC coaches came out yesterday, unanimously voted to include everybody. That's 300 and what, over 350 schools to be in in the tournament here. What do you what do you make of what the ACC is trying to do here?
8: You know, Dan, I spoke to Mike yesterday, Shashevsky, and I think what they're doing is creating some interest in basketball. I got you talking about it. I was on a show yesterday, Michael like okay K show. They talked about it. The bottom line is, there are people talking, but that's not real. It's not going to happen. That's no way. First of all, you got to reward success. And that doesn't reward success, and I and I just I I'm not a big fan of that pro- proposal at all. But I just hope I think we may have a, a smaller field, if anything, and who might maybe a bubble situation. Who knows how they're going to handle that? But uh, the the thing is, we got to put it in the hands of the experts, because remember this: the number one priority's got to be the health and safety of everybody involved. You know, and saying that, let me just say this, too. Our nation, man, right now, we need more love, Dan. We need more people like you, optimistic, people passionate about what they do. We need more love. We need people hugging one another. We need people caring. I learned in my home, my mom and dad were uneducated. Fifth grade. But they used to always tell me, Richie, never dick. It was, Richie, be good to people, and people would be good to you. And then they would always say, treat people like you want to be treated. If we all treated each other with respect and love and feeling instead of just hate, that's out there, it would be such a better, better situation for all of us.
2: Well said, Dickie V. I hope you're well. Hope uh, Lorraine is well and the kids. And uh, keep keep Howie Schwab busy down there. Okay. I am. Just tell people please go to DickFlytown.com
8: and you can get a copy autograph of my new book, The Lost Season, because I'll do anything to raise money for kids. million to be raised seems like a lot of money, but it's not. So much more is needed, and there's nothing worse. You know, Dad, I'll close with this. Today, if somebody has a tough out there today, tough travel, tough thing on a job, think about this. 45 to 50 mothers and fathers today, today, are going to hear four words no mom and dad ever wants to hear. Your child has cancer. It's brutal what it does to a family. So I, I plead to people, donate. You can donate to DickVital.com, too. It goes through the V Foundation, and it all for mine. When you do the DickVital.com, goes for kids battling cancer.
2: Thank you, Dickie V. We appreciate it. Good luck with Love the book.
8: Love you, Daddy. Love miss you, man. I've seeing you up at ESPN. Uh, those were great days, man. They have really flown by, my friend. Keep doing a great job. You're doing a terrific
2: job. Thank you, Dick. That's uh, Dick Vital, the Hall of Famer. Once again, the book is The Lost Season Look At. The journey of the 2020 National Championship and what it could have been. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Headlines that you probably won't be reading this offseason. We have a new poll question. We'll have that for you coming up. Recapping what happened last night, Raptors beat the Celtics in double overtime. We have a game seven. Clippers go up 3-1 on the Nuggets. Lakers-Rockets tonight starts at 7 Eastern. Texans at the Chiefs. LSU will allow 25% capacity at their football games. And the Atlanta Braves scored 29 on the Marlins last night. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle dp show. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock and also our great radio affiliates around the country. McLevin, the wording on the new poll question for the final hour is:
1: Okay, the NFL headline you cannot see happening this season, okay. but we need to narrow down the choices. So I'll tell you what's been nominated, and you tell me if it belongs on there right. or if it's just too ridiculous. Right. Number one, Mitchell Trubisky named to the Pro Bowl roster. Okay, that's just too out there, or is that
2: I? No, because he's starting, mm. and I. So it's a possibility. I mean, it's a long shot, but it's a possibility there. So, and this is a make-or-break season for him, because he—if—if if this doesn't work out, he's going to go the Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota route, where, and Jameis Winston, where you kind of have to go to a team and be a backup quarterback and then get your chance to play again. But yeah, all right. Well, well, let me see what the, or let me hear the other ones. Okay, uh, Jets win AFC East. Uh, that would be very surprising. <laughs> I'd be very surprised. I okay.
5: The Jets were seven and nine last year.
2: Their two best defensive players are not playing this season. Right. Continue, McLean.
1: Okay, Taysom Hill starts a game for the Saints. Now
2: that's that's a distinct possibility.
1: I do you buy that now, he's a second string? I don't even believe that.
2: Well, it, does he start because it's an injury? Now, if, if he starts and it's not an injury, then it's a headline there. Because then all of a sudden you're seeing Drew Brees, you know, in the, the the final moments of his career here.
1: But Brees got hurt last year, and boom, immediately Teddy Bridgewater was over Taysom Hill, and I feel like same thing's going to happen. If push comes to shove, aren't you going to start Jameis Winston? in And I squad? would,
2: I would. But but it depends on who the opponent is. Like, what am I asking Taysom Hill to do and not do? Uh, Jameis Winston still has the capability of being a good quarterback in this league. It's just he makes bad decisions. I think he, you know, he thinks he's playing against AC he's playing against Wake Forest, and he takes too many chances. And that's why he is a backup third string quarterback on the Saints right now.
1: Okay, is this too outlandish? Joe Burrow leads the Bengals to the playoffs. Yes, that's outlandish.
2: In that division, because Baltimore is really good. Pittsburgh is going to be good, and Cleveland could be a playoff team as well. So no, that's not going to happen. Uh, Teddy
1: Bridgewater takes the Panthers to the postseason. That's
2: not going to (laughs) happen. Okay. I'm trying to think what is the most, like, what's what's the most preposterous? One more. Okay.
1: The Packers give Jordan Love a chance in a meaningful game at some point this year. So without injury? Without injury, yeah. Like, say it's like week 14, and they're like, let's take a look at him.
2: Well, I think the the Bengals making the playoffs is maybe the most outlandish there. But if the Packers would go to Jordan Love in week 14 and Aaron Rodgers isn't injured, then you're basically saying thank you to Aaron Rodgers. Got some nice parting gifts and good luck. Do you realize, Pauly, I don't know if you realize this. Did you know that the Bears were in the final, final list of teams for Tom Brady? Did you know that? Are you just messing with me? No, I swear that the, the final list that Brady was looking at, the Chargers, the Bears, and the Buccaneers. I was told this yesterday, and I went, wait a minute. The Bears said yes. Brady was considering the Bears, the Chargers. The Chargers were the long shot because it was West Coast. He didn't want to be on the West Coast and, unless it was San Francisco. By the way, how do the Niners play a game coming up this weekend with the fires? And and have you seen what the sky looks like in San Francisco? It's just like this, this ominous red. I mean, it's really scary. And I don't know, you know, just from, you know, just breathing in the air, if they're going to be able to do this.
4: I I don't know. Yeah, see. yeah. Air quality yeah. seems to be a real concern, um, certainly for sporting events. Oh, those pictures. Oh. And Oregon, I mean, all over the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. But uh, where were we?
5: I, I,
2: even Tom oh, yeah, Brady couldn't
5: overcome what the Bears can do to quarterbacks.
2: But the fact that he was considering the Bears, Chicago at least, because he wanted to be able to be in proximity to New York where his son is. Uh, so he's got a son with, uh, with Bridget Monahan, and uh, they live in New York, and he wanted to be able to be close enough to him, but ended up taking you know Tampa Bay. But I, I found that interesting. I had not heard that Brady was considering the Bears. Yes, McLovin.
1: I thought the Titans and Mike Rabel, they were the betting favorite
2: at the end. Yeah, I don't know. That's so surprising. If you can have Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady, who do you take?
1: I'm looking at the betting odds, and the Bears were not really in there. Yeah. till the very, no, not even at the end. I I love it. I was I was told that yesterday. I go,
2: do I bring it up to Paulie? Yeah, yeah. I bring it up it's to Paulie. It's hard to picture.
5: It's hard to picture Tom considering that.
1: Yeah, I know it's they got a nice airport and all that, but
2: it's it's not that close.
1: So did they go after the one man who beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl? Is what I understand. If I recall correctly, they did sign Nick Foles. The Super Bowl winner. They looked at the tape and said, Well, Foles
2: is better. Who didn't beat out Mitchell Trubisky?
1: I know. Right. Or really Gardner Minshew for that matter.
2: All right. Do you guys have any other questions about my uh I, we've already told you Uh, the teams that I am not picking to win the Super Bowl. Patriots, Seahawks, Dolphins, Washington, Panthers, Chargers, Jags. Those are the ones that have already been ruled out. Who wants to guess what my Super Bowl pick would be? Todd?
3: I think with possibly one last stand, Drew Brees and the Saints beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in the Super
2: Bowl. You don't have to drag it out and make it that dramatic. It was, it like wasn't, Drew Brees was and the to make Saints it out and do it for you. beat the Lamar Jackson. In the
1: Yes, McLeod. You were burned hard by the Saints. I mean, that I, I, pass interference call, I don't know if you could ever get over
2: that. Well, I can't blame the Saints for that. But, yeah, I was burned because I had the Saints going to the Super Bowl that year. Yes, McLeod.
1: I'll go uh, the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC, but... Bum bum bum. Mm. You've been talking them up all off season. Those Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Okay, writing yours down. Paulie?
5: <sighs> Ravens over Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
2: That'll be difficult.
5: Oh no! I'm sorry. Wait, what was I looking at? <laughs> so I'm I'm already wrong. Hold on.
4: Yeah, you're 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 very. He's giving role. you
3: the AFC title game. <laughs> Give him a chance
4: to get to the Super Bowl. I need a nap. He just <laughs> went next level. What if I was right though? I mean, that would be
5: the call yeah, of the year. That would
2: be
4: a great game. No one had that. No,
5: some sort of COVID rescheduling, <laughs> <Yeah>. reconferencing. <laughs> Buccaneers over
2: Chiefs. Bucks. Chiefs. Seton O'Connor. I also
4: have the Saints. (laughs) He's making fun
2: of me right now. Pick two teams
5: from the same conference. Do it. It's cool.
4: I know. That's usually my Buccaneers. I'm the one on the show that's supposed to do that. (laughs) Uh, I have you, uh, Saints Chiefs. Saints Chiefs. Okay.
2: Uh, I'm not going to say if anybody's right, wrong, half right, half wrong. I will let you know coming up in a little bit what my pick is.
5: Who's not going to be picked? Like, is there a good team that you're not
4: considering? Out of those groups? Well, Seattle I'm not taking. Really? The 49ers I'm not taking. But you said that your MVP wasn't on a team that goes to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Russell Wilson Jr., the third's my MVP. Sorry. So congratulations and
2: sorry. Yes, and good luck bowing out in the (laughs) second round of the playoffs. Ultimately
4: a major disappointment, but a great honor. Yeah. Go Hawks. (laughs) (laughs) Got to tag it. Yeah, you know, I know. No matter what he says at the very
2: end, it's, and go Hawks. Uh, yeah, no more hints here. I don't want to give you any more hints. When are you uh, telling us so we could sync our watches? In about 20 minutes. 20 I'm going to you know, I'm gonna take a couple of phone calls here and then got to let it breathe. Calipari's going to, ju- yes, McLevin.
1: Is it like a dark horse, like a big dark horse, like shocker, like we're going to be like, oh, my God. I said no more hints.
5: Considering that Chiefs-Ravens pick, now that I yeah. threw that in your way, no one has it.
2: Um, I don't have the Cleveland Browns winning. I don't have the Philadelphia Eagles winning. Yes. <laughs> yes, Todd.
3: Anybody who may circle the wagon hey, all the way to tip. Oh, uh,
2: I already said the Niners aren't. I didn't pick the Niners. I didn't pick the Rams. I was
3: doing the Bills, though.
2: Oh, well, he'd always pick the Bills versus the Niners. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> All right, give me a couple. Of, uh, let us see. James in Virginia. Hey, James, how are
7: you? Oh, good morning, brother. Happy Thursday. Thanks for taking my call on this fantastic, wonderful day, the kickoff to the 2020 NFL season, man. And I wish I could say that I agree with your one caller about Washington. We are Washington. But uh, I love the defense. I don't think they're going to have what it takes offensively to make the playoffs. But jumping forward, man, I got to give you my Super Bowl picks. VP. In the AFC, man, I like the Chiefs over the Steelers, man. And in the NFC, I like the Packers over uh, the Bucks, man. And I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Packers in the Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers has a really good year uh, coming back, man. But I just think uh, Patrick Mahomes is just too much, and he will be my MVP, man. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I can't wait for this podcast uh, result to come out. Y'all have a wonderful day. We are Washington. Thank
2: you, James. Always good to hear from James. Even he doesn't have confidence that Washington may, makes the playoffs. I, I'm interested to watch Washington's defense, and I'm interested to see if Dwayne Haskins is a franchise quarterback. You know, Those are your questions that you have. Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio will make that defense better. But I don't know if, they, if they're going to be consistent enough on offense there. You know, you start to look at Dallas with all of their weapons. Does it come down to their defense? And, and what kind of input is Mike McCarthy going to have on that offense? And in particular, Dak Prescott. Because we know what he was able to do with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. But I think they become a little bit more of a running team than they have been in uh, the last couple of years. Just a, just a gut feeling there. Jason in Florida joins us. Jason, what's on your mind today?
4: Uh, hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, yeah. So 58150. I just wanted to quickly
7: weigh in on uh, to give Todd some love. You guys were talking about the wildest thing he's ever done in his life. We got to give him some credit for the standup he was doing you know, at Caroline's and all that, that's not something that any of us would do. Also, cold calling a bunch of celebrities to get your kid to uh, bar mitzvah tape for your kid. That's pretty <laughs> wild stuff, too. So, anyway, thanks for taking my call. All right.
2: Well, thank you, Jason. I like how the audience is going to tell you the wildest that things nice. you've done. I you my
7: back
3: a little bit. I didn't even think of those
2: things. When you got on the stage at Caroline's. I was petrified. I mean, that's a gutsy, gutsy move. And then to not have an act when you got up there too is—that's <laughs> is, what's really doing even, stand up without yeah, jokes is as gutsy as yeah, it gets. Like anybody can get up there, right? But to get up there and not have any jokes—imagine just
3: saying a bunch of sentences and observations <laughs> that have nothing to do with humor.
2: Like you, I guess it would be the version of playing football without a helmet. I mean, I could that, have just
3: read like haikus or something.
2: Yeah. And the other one where you, uh, it's not a wild thing that you reached out to all these celebrities for your son's bar mitzvah. No, it was more ill-advised
3: and yes, unprofessional <laughs> than anything else.
2: That's actually the problem is Todd doesn't think that's wild. Oh, I know. And he doesn't think it's unprofessional either.
5: <laughs> the second uh, time or the first time? <laughs> uh,
2: no, we've moved past that.
5: It doesn't
3: sound like real.
4: No, no, I have. I have. But I just, I hated be the bearer of bad news, you know. You know it's a wild thing Todd did? Uh, no NFL guest today. That was pretty wild. Wow. Wow. That's cold. Wow.
7: Hey,
5: but we cover college basketball.
2: Hey, I will say this. That was though. pretty wild. It, it, it was. I did look at the rundown. I go, okay, we got Dick Vitale <laughs> and John Calipari on a Thursday when we kick off the NFL season. Good guess.
3: <laughs> I thought it was like March 23rd for some reason. I yeah. got confused with the dates. Yeah. yeah. To
4: be fair, the schedules are all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> all the sports are all kind of just running into it. They
4: each other. are. They are.
3: But it did end up working out because we had that ACC news. Let everybody play in the tournament.
2: Yeah. It
3: wasn't that out of left
2: field. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But I just found out. Vin Scully is joining us on the program Whoa. tomorrow. And
3: Sean Salisbury. I think that's an NFL guest. That's tomorrow.
2: Can we let it breathe that Vin Scully is going to be on? And then we could get to oh, Sean to Salisbury. Lay out like
3: after the Kirk Gibson home run. Let the crowd cheer.
2: I mean, no offense to Sean, but let's not kid anybody. <laughs> yeah. Vin Scully is going to be on the program tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. And, <laughs> Sean... <laughs> and Sean Salisbury. And Chris Fowler. Oh, Chris Fowler's going leave enough be.
3: space between Sean and Chris. I don't even
2: know. I would have put Fowler and then Sean <laughs> Salisbury. That's not nice. <laughs> yes, Paul.
5: So Vin Scully's on Twitter now, and I saw a video he posted the other day. He's dressed to do a home 45-second video better than I dressed for my wedding. He looked perfect. His hair was perfect. His tie.
2: And he's going to be the the true litmus test of can Twitter be nice to people because you can't be mean to Vince Scully. Not on my watch. Uh, Christian in Maine joins us on the program. Then we'll
7: take a break. Hey, Christian. Hey, Dan. What's up? Uh, 170 and a gangly 6'1". All right. I want to talk about uh, Todd's wildest thing he did. It sounds like the premise of the sandlot. He jumped over a fence to get a ball. (laughs) Ball. And did he use an erector set to get it? And was he wearing PF flyers? Wow, I don't know.
2: You're right. Sandlot, uh, didn't the boys, they were trying to get the baseball over James Earl Jones. Yeah, there was no vicious dog, thankfully. But
3: I probably was wearing a tight pair of Alessios or a Corniche, Jordache, one of those. That soon.
2: The fact that you got your pants, your crotch caught on the top of the fence. I didn't want to
3: climb that little short fence that I probably could have just hopped over if if I had a running start. But, yeah, I was was hanging upside down for a
2: while. (laughs)
3: But my friends not making any effort to try to unhook But
2: me. just the fact that you said that's the wildest thing you've ever done.
3: Oh, I wait a second. I was at the, at the Great Western Forum in the parking lot there.
2: When you got... The hot box. Hot box. I had no idea what that meant, but I found out as soon as
3: they're blowing smoke in my face with the windows up, yeah, that that's what they Yeah, but not
2: was. smoking pot while others are smoking pot, is not a wild thing. You were just sitting in the car, and they rolled up the windows. And- I know, but
3: I sat through it for the 12 seconds. I could open the, do- the door and ran out. And said, what are you doing? I don't-, I don't do this kind of stuff. You're- I sat there and let them blow the smoking.
2: You're face. so crazy.
3: Before the Laker game at the it- Great Western Forum.
2: Yeah. So you got hot boxed. Hot boxed. God, that's so good. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. And uh, my Super Bowl pick after we talk to uh, Coach Cal. It's 18 after the hour here on the Dan Patrick Show. Football's here. You'd never know it from this show. Football's finally back. (laughs) That's that's
3: not necessary. (laughs)
2: Sorry. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app
6: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com to see their Kumo test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Searching for a job can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, nobody's on the other end, applications that vanish. It's time to find a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals, the local jobs expert that you can trust. They never charge a fee when they help you with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com, find the office nearest to you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with the help of Express Employment Professionals. And Express helps you find all kinds of jobs, manufacturing to logistics, customer service, accounting, and so many more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application, Express Employment Professionals will have you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier. Let the professionals help at Express Pros. Express Employment Professionals. It's your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today and good luck. Is Coach Cal with us? Coach Cal is. He's the uh, Kentucky head coach joining us. Did you play football coach in high school?
7: Until I broke my collarbone in three places and I thought, I better start playing a <laughs> sport that's, left rough, but that's rough. Were you any good? Come on, now. You know I was good at everything. Ping pong, softball, baseball, football, basketball. Come on. I was a jack of all trades. I was really not great at anything, but I could play everything. Still, can- I can throw a football you know, about 35 yards right now, spiral tight. That's
2: not that impressive, Coach.
7: What? It's not. I'm, like, I'm, I'm 51 years old, and I'm throwing a football 38 yards? Come on.
2: I'm 64, and I'll throw it 45 yards. No way.
7: What do you want to bet? No way. What if you'd blow out your knee and a shoulder. No way. I've already they had have, my shoulder. They'd have to carry, they'd carry you off the field in pain, and you'd sound like a girl screaming. You're out of your mind. It is worth
2: something happening you know, to my shoulder. That just to win this bet.
7: I will let you throw a pie in my face if you can throw a football. I'm talking like an NFL football. Don't give me some little air nerf ball. I'm talking like a real football. All right, how like far do you want me to throw
2: it? How far do you want me to throw it to win the You
7: said you could throw it 45 yards. Okay. There's no way. I, listen, I can. oh my gosh. You're crazy. Okay. You're nuts. You've always been nuts. You haven't changed. That's a great thing I love about you. You've hey. been consistent in who you are. Thank you, coach. Your whole life. You've Wait, been
2: crazy. Are you only 51? I thought you said you were 51.
7: Are you 61? What, who, what are we talking ages here? I don't care if you give up your age at 64. I'm young. I just asked you how old you were. You don't ask people how old they are. <laughs> you were, we're telling me how
2: <laughs> Let's start this over. He's the Kentucky head coach, John Calipari, joining us on the program. How are you, Coach?
7: Doing good, Dan. How are you? (laughs) Everything's great. Were we on the air? Yeah, we weren't
2: on the air. Um, What did you think of the ACC proposal that everybody gets into the the college basketball tournament? March Madness for everybody.
7: Um, You know, truthfully, I've spent absolutely no time on it because I never considered it. And Dan Gavitt followed up with. You know, we're not doing that. So, you know, I'm, I'll be honest. We got to have a season. Yeah. We have to get started November 25th. We have to play uh, non-conference games, especially against some of the smaller schools, Dan, that need the money, and because they play those quote buy games, but they need the money. My son plays at Detroit. They need the money, and you could say what you want. Like some of these programs, if we decide to go league only, they'll be done. They're, they and if they're not done, they're going to cut four or five sports on their campus and take away jobs and scholarships. And we got to figure this out how we all. You ready for this? Survive. The NCAA tournament is vital for everybody, all sports. It's the one tournament that makes money. For the NCAA. It goes to all the other sports. We don't want to see guys losing, ladies lose jobs, or sports. Or um, so I'm concerned. That do we do it in pods? Do we do non-conference games in pods? Do we go to Orlando and play some games? I do know this: we can't we can't have these kids in a in a in a bubble for 30 days. Won't work. These kids are 17 and 18. And the mental health issue, you know, the, the pod should, in my mind, should not extend more than seven, eight days and then go back to campus, take some time, you know, and and, and then go do it again if that's what we choose.
2: But what, what, are, what are you hearing? What are the possibilities, like legitimate possibilities for a college basketball season in, in some way, oh, shape it, or form?
7: That, that's happening. We'll have a college season, unless something crazy you know, that I'm not seeing. Okay, We'll have a college season. The question will become, all right, the NCAA tournament, it can move a little bit. It can move back a little bit if we need to. You have to start November because you may have some blips that you need to work through, and we need extra weeks to get ready. Um, I think teams should be able to play as many non-conference games as they're allowed with no limit, if if there's a limit of 12, then you can play 12. Um, If you can't get in 12 and you can only get in eight because your team got sick or whatever else happens, that's fine. There's not going to be competitive equity. Stop it. Everybody's got to play the same number of games. How do you do that if a team gets sick? We all stop. The whole country stops while they catch up. You can't. You're not, and some teams are going to have stronger schedules than other teams. I just hope we don't leave out the smaller schools that need the financial help from us bigger schools. So if we're doing non-league games, half of them should be, quote, us playing teams and giving them some money to keep their programs going.
2: He's the Kentucky head coach, John Calipari, joining us on the program. I know you had uh, some, not run-ins, but encounters with John Thompson. I think when you were at UMass, you went up against him at Memphis. You you coached against him. You got, got a favorite John Thompson story?
7: Well, I didn't coach against him when I was at Memphis. I coached against him when I was at UMass. And we were in the Elite Eight against um, Allen Iverson and the boys. He had a heck of a team that year. And we played him in Atlanta. Um, and he, from that game and we, I refused to let my guys celebrate on the court. They didn't celebrate on the bench. We won the game and we all walked down and shook his hand and his team hand, Hmm. but we didn't cut down a net. It was our first final four ever out of respect for him. And he figured out what we did. And from that time, he just became, you know, a mentor, a friend. Anytime he saw me. You know, hey, John, he'd scream, you know, and his big voice across the room in the Final Four to come over and sit with him. But, you know, how about discouraged that he had? How about yeah. he didn't coach a game. He just said, I'm not coaching because this rule, I don't care that it's a rule. It's a bad rule, and we need to change bad rules. This is going to affect black players, African-American players at a higher rate than anybody, and we can't stand for this. And he ends up, you know, being right in what he did. And other coaches joined him, but he was the one that had that kind of courage um, and not worried about He knew what was right, this is right, and what was wrong. How about all the players that he coached, the the Hall of Famers that he coached? uh, I'll give you one story. I'm recruiting against him. I'm an assistant at Pitt at the time. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Gym is packed. I think it was John Marshall we were, I went to watch, one of their players. And I'm in the gym, and it's packed. And I'm watching Mom because I want to see Mom's response. I'm trying to catch her eyes so I can wave to her. You know, you're not really allowed to speak, and I would never do anything illegal. So I was across the way just waving, <laughs> trying to get her attention. So all of a sudden, the gym erupted. Like, literally, people in mass jumped up and started screaming. And I look at mom, and she's screaming and dancing and waving her hands. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I look over, John Thompson had walked in the gym. You know what I did? You left. Uh, Absolutely. I left the program. (laughs) I left my rental car agreement. I left everything and just left the gym. Like, why am I here? What am I doing? Uh, Did you recruit Ewing? No. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. I was at UMass at the time. Oh okay, yeah. I re, I re, yeah. He, he if it wasn't was going to anybody. It would have been somebody on his bench. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Ewing may have been. Ewing may have been when I was at Pittsburgh. You know, being that I'm 51, I'm trying to think back. I might have. It, I might have been at Pitt at the time.
2: You might be 41 by the time this interview's over. I
7: hope so, man. <laughs> hey. They they vacated some of my games. Maybe they
2: They can take some years off if they're going to take victories off your total. They can take some years off your life. That'd be nice. Absolutely. Uh, What what is it like for you to watch the NBA playoffs? Given every game, every team, it feels like has one of your former players on it.
7: Well, starring. Okay. In next. Okay. Just say playing in the game. Okay. So. You know, it, it's really funny to see a Jamal Murray doing the stuff that he's doing, seeing uh, uh, Shea Alexander, seeing Devin Booker, uh, watching Bam and Tyler. Um, you know, I'm hitting those guys. I hit them after games, and I hit Pat Riley and Eric Spoelstra after the game. What, what, what they've done with those two um, and to, to believe in them, and they're all young. The guys yep. I'm telling you Anthony Davis is the one he's probably 28. He graduated in 2012 8 years ago he was 19 so he's 27 28 years old. These other dudes are like 23. I know. And they're 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 doing it and and here's what I would say. To come with us you you got to be built different. And the reason you got to be built different is that you're going to be on our team with other really good players which means you got to Find your niche. You're not going to walk in that league, and they're going to run every play, which is guys that we get big. We're going to run every play. You're going to start. You're going to play. Every, I'm never going to recruit anybody. You're going to be the only guy. You're going to play 40 minutes. You're going to do that. Then they go to the league, and all of a sudden it's like you got to fight your weight. Other guys out there can play. Our guys learned that.
1: Yeah.
7: They also learned if you don't guard, you don't play, which is why you could have never played for me. But – they We got three players on the all-defensive team. Three. That hadn't happened since 77 with three UCLA guys coached by John Wooden. There were three. We had three. Eric Bledsoe, Bam, and Anthony. And Anthony should have been, as you know, he should have been defensive player of the year. I'm not taking away from Giannis, but that's, you know. I you, think just, that you just did. No, I did. And And
2: who is the great defensive coach on your staff at Kentucky? Because it's not me. I know. I, you
7: know, when I was in college, my coach was a one-three-one. You know where he put me? Underneath the, the basket. Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah. Until we played a team that put two seven-footers right next to me <laughs> and started throwing balls up in the air, and then he went away from it. You know what he did? What defense? His defense was, son, you can't play. You're out. Let's play somebody else.
2: The 31-year-old John Calipari joining us on the program. Uh, Coach, it's uh, great to talk to you as always. And uh, I'll send you video of me throwing the football. Once we can get out and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go to a football field. We'll measure it off. I'll throw it. And then if you will administer a pie, to you, how about your wife hits you in the face with a pie or your daughter? Um,
7: well, either one would try to hurt me. <laughs> I probably have. Yeah, and Brad would try to hurt me too. But Aaron and Megan—they just get. Oh, my oldest daughter. Oh, she is mean. Oof, really smart girl. Both I, of them are really smart, but about, both of them really mean.
2: We'll just have your wife do it.
7: Mm, no, I'm not going to give her the pleasure. No, it's not <laughs> going to happen. So why are we even talking about it? You're going to. I will promise you this. I will go visit you at the hospital as they try to put your shoulder back in or your repair your knee that blew out when you tried to step to throw it.
2: I already have a replacement knee, and I had labrum surgery three years ago. I prepaid for another surgery, Coach. It was a two-for-one.
7: I knew you were a two-for-one guy. I knew you yeah. went in and just said, look. <laughs> it's
2: great to talk to you, and uh, hopefully right. we'll, we'll have a basketball season to talk about. Thank you, Coach. Bye-bye. That's Coach Cow. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Let's see. We had Buccaneers and Chiefs, Chiefs Chiefs-Cowboys, Saints-Ravens. I think those were the predictions. Yeah, Paul.
5: I'm curious if you picked the Cowboys because you picked them before and they burned you. But are you worried that if you the year you don't pick them, they win the Super Bowl? I
2: don't think I've ever picked the Cowboys.
5: No? Nope. Packers a few times.
2: Packers, yes. I
5: thought you picked the Cowboys to make the Super
2: Bowl. No. I had That's why your calls are usually right. Yes. You don't <laughs> pick the Cowboys. Pick the Cowboys. Um, all right. Let's see. One of you has one of my teams. One of you has the other team. I am not going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: Hot, 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 hot.
2: I am not going with the New Orleans Saints. Ah, damn it. I am not going with the Kansas City Chiefs.
5: Hot, hot, hot.
2: I am going with the Baltimore Ravens versus... Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow. How about them Cowboys? I, I had to do it. The Ravens beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl or uh, my MVP regular season MVP is Russell Wilson Jr. The third. I, you know what? The Cowboys were just begging, begging for me to take them, and I just said, "All right, I'm going to do it one time, and I'm going all in." And I think uh, the Ravens, Kansas City. They're the favorites, rightfully so, but I am—I'm uh, going to take the Ravens here. Yes, Todd.
3: But if you were all in on the Cowboys, you'd have them winning the Super Bowl. Well, you have them most of the way.
2: I'm uh, most <laughs> of the way, a good good portion of the way. Uh, and I wasn't even sure who was going to win. Like when Seattle was playing Denver, and I made that prediction at the beginning of the year, and then they met in the Super Bowl. Like I didn't have any doubt about Seattle beating Denver in the Super Bowl. This year, I mean, like, I don't I don't know. Kansas City, I had won in the Super Bowl last year, uh, but I uh, obviously didn't have them playing the 49ers. But, and you know, I steered clear of the Chargers. Uh, I've been burned by the Chargers. The Saints, I, I, they're a great team. I just don't know about Drew Brees. Health, arm strength. No. So I just had questions. And you got a tough division there. Dallas, I'm looking at going, all right, Giants aren't that good. Washington is, is okay. And Philadelphia, I don't think, is uh, a great team. So I thought, okay, if you can get pile up those wins, and if you get 10, because if you don't win now, then when are you going to win in Dallas? But uh, Cowboys against the uh, the Ravens. And I like the Ravens. I like Dobbins. uh they got the linebacker queen, I think, from LSU. Uh, so I, I like what they did. They added to their roster. They got great tight ends there, uh, a couple of deep threats, and you got Lamar Jackson. Be interesting to see. I mean, I'm really basing this off let Lamar Jackson continuing to grow as a quarterback. Uh, as great as Mahomes is, I love uh, uh, Hilaire. I, I think getting him where they got him, out of you know the kid out of LSU, he's, he's so dynamic. And, uh, you know, you got Tyreek Hill. You still have uh, Kelsey tight end. So, yeah, I'll see
4: So, how much does Dak end up making off of this Super Bowl appearance?
2: $11 billion. He's going <laughs> to make probably $40 million. If they win, they get to the Super Bowl $40 million a year. Dang. Probably. And they could have had him for 33 34 A bargain. Yes. It And it... It would have been a bargain. At the time, we we're like, is he worth that? They ain't going to pay him that. And then they waited. And it's going to cost him. All righty. Final results of the poll question this day in sports history. McLevin?
1: Most likely to go from worst to the playoffs. The Detroit Lions, wire to wire. Okay.
2: I could see that. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. The brilliant EQE SUV from Mercedes-Benz available with digital light technology. So smart, even the headlamps are thinking. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash E-Q-E SUV.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.